I inhaled deeply, then exhaled. This is happening, I whispered under my breath as I drifted down the aisle. The bus smelled cheap. It didn't reek, but it had a sterile stench that was on par with the cleaned by a rag whiff of a McDonald's table. I lifted my chin up to look around. Virtually every seat was filled with strangers. And for the first time in my life, I saw an extra layer of meaning in that word. Not that there's anything inherently strange about a man in a business suit drinking wine straight from the bottle, or an all-girls punk rock band, or a person with teardrops tattooed on his face. But when you put these unique individuals together inside a moving box, voila, strangers. Noah Webster must have ridden this very bus when he wrote the definition. But who was I to judge? I was the token teen with a half-baked plan, so I suppose I added to the strange vibe. I made it to the back of the bus and found two seats by the bathroom, which added a truly special touch to the smell situation. Strategically, I plopped my backpack down in one seat and myself into the other. First, I would pretend to be asleep to ward off potential seatmates. They would have no choice but to assume the backpack belonged to someone else. Then, when everyone was seated, I would sprawl out across both seats and sleep like a king. It was a foolproof plan. Seconds after I closed my eyes, though, I felt a tap on my shoulder. Is anyone sitting there? I opened my eyes and rubbed them pathetically, gazing up like a lost puppy. A remarkably pretty girl towered over me. She had wispy blonde hair and the kind of deep blue eyes that suck you right in. No high cheekbones or sharp jawline or anything. Her face was confidently undefined. Round, but in a sweet way. Her lips, on the other hand, were inhumanly voluminous, and she pursed them while she asked. She knew no one was sitting there. She was totally on to me. Yeah, someone's sitting there, I lied. I wasn't going to let an attractive girl distract me from my plan. They're, uh, in the bathroom. She scanned the packed bus and pointed at the bathroom, smirking. Do they know they left the door open? Ugh, I never get away with anything. I pushed my backpack to the ground, and the girl took a seat without missing a beat. She turned her head and looked up at me with those eyes. They had this intense nonchalance that I couldn't bear to look at, so I lowered my gaze, which meant staring at the arch formed by the small of her back, which was her ass. I shot my attention back upward. Eye contact with her chin would have to do. I'm Fiora, she said. The words flowed from her mouth like waves. Rhythmic and decisive. Did you really think you'd get away with that imaginary friend stunt? My mouth dropped. I couldn't find any words. I don't blame you, Fiora said. You'd think it would be emptier on a Monday morning. Who travels to D.C. on a Monday? Still, no words. But I furrowed my brows this time because, well... Right, us. Normally I leave Philly on Sundays... But last night was my mom's birthday, and it's been... Oh, you're a complete stranger. That's correct, I finally said. And I'm talking your ear off. Yes. Confident as she was, there was something desperate about Fiora's expression. Her lips quivered like the words were scratching to escape. Maybe she had wild stories from the weekend. Maybe it was family drama. Whatever her situation, I had my own story to figure out, so I decided to stage an exit. 
It's nice to meet you, Fiora. I'm really tired and, well, I'm going to take a nap, if that's all right. She chuckled. Your choice, pal. Fate had placed a beautiful and friendly girl in the seat next to me, but Grit demanded that I stay focused on the task at hand. I put in earbuds and shut my eyes. In a matter of hours, I would be standing face to face with the leading expert on this subject I had become so obsessed with.